Thank you for tuning into the Bo Templin Show. It is Monday, July 20th, around noon uh, here in San Diego, California. Missed the last week or so on the podcast, just was traveling for work, unable to get one out. But we got plenty to catch up on and plenty to look forward to. So without further ado, let's get into it. This is the Bo Templin Show. I think we have to start at the Jorge Masvidal, Kamar Usman fight. It's been the talk of the fight game for the last couple weeks now. Now that we're a week or so removed from the fight, I think we can truly give this a proper assessment. And now that we know the numbers that Jorge Masvidal was able to bring in onto that fight in just a six-day notice, this guy's a fucking superstar. For a lot of fighters, six-day notice, it's a nightmare, right? They, they, they get their confidence from training camps, from building game plans. And while I'm not sold that Jorge Masvidal wasn't preparing for Kamar Usman this whole time, there's still a difference. When, you, when you're able to put that calendar up and you're able to circle a date and say, that's the day that I'm fighting this opponent, there's, there's a difference in that fight camp. Now, for fighters like Masvidal, like the Diaz bros, for scrappers, right? Backyard brawlers. No, not just the saying. Legit backyard brawlers. Get in on him, Ray. Knock him out. Worry, Masvidal made his name in Kimbo Slice's backyard back in the day. As you know, we always keep this thing on the DL. I'm saying this, this is strictly underground access here. There was so much energy going into Jorge Masvidal, you know, coming into the fight, and he was hot. The guy was hot. Till Diaz, Askren, wiping them all. But Kamara Usman is none of the fighters that we just named. Kamara Usman is a well-rounded champion. That's a difference. He is a well-rounded, versatile. Tough son of a bitch. Dylan! You son of a bitch. Something that Jorge Masvidal is really known for, and he's been doing this since his Kimbo Slice backyard brawl days, he's known on betting on himself, right? So back in the day when he, when he would fight in that backyard, the boys, would they would scrap together 40, 50, 60 bucks, and they say, all right, we're putting on our boy Masvidal, and you just go up against the other guy's team and his squad, his posse, and then afterwards go celebrate at McDonald's, as, as Masvidal used to say. I really hope this fight doesn't take away from Masvidal's presence and, and people still respect him as an entertainer alone. Gilbert Burns is probably deserving. He deserves this next shot. You, you dominate Woodley for five rounds and, and you knock out Maya. He's probably in line for this shot right now. And for some reason, though, no one wants to talk about the idea of Burns versus Masvidal. Winner gets to take on Usman. Usman is going to defend the title whenever he needs to. Um, he is not ducking anyone by any means at any point. He's ready to fight. So, I don't know. It's not a terrible idea to have Burns and Masvidal run it to see who gets this title shot. The difference between Masvidal and Usman is just... Such an experienced level of grappling. And, and Masvidal's been in the fight game a long time. He's been grappling almost 20 years. It's hard to explain, but I really think Daniel Cormier said it best. You can be a great MMA fighter who trains hard and, and works on his grappling. 
But when you go up against a guy who has grappled for his entire life, there's there's a certain level of grappling that the 1% of the 1%, the Khabib Nurmagomedovs, that can only be reached when you have been grappling and wrestling, jiu-jitsu, whatever, judo, sambo, when it's been when it has been your whole life, it is the only way of life that you know. And that's what Kamar Usman does. If you are a decent grappler, it's not going to be good enough. You have to be elite. Usman's a hell of a champion, man. I don't know right now who's going to be able to take him down. Burns has a decent chance because at least he can fight off of his back pretty competitively um, as a jiu-jitsu just wizard. But whoo, Usman's tough, dog. Uh, the other fight on that card was Max Holloway versus Alex, you know, Alexander Volkanovsky. And, you know, a lot of people are saying they thought Max Holloway won the fight. I thought Max Holloway won the fight as well. But I guess it's a good time to bring this up. In the UFC and in boxing, but in the UFC, judges score rounds. They don't score the fight. So for, for Max Holloway... He didn't win enough rounds decisively. And and I I really thought that he won the fight. And if that's a if that's a, a fight under the Pride rules, which was an old uh company prior to the UFC that was in Japan, they would have these long rounds that would go 10, 15 minutes. And that's where the Diaz brothers actually got started a little bit with Nick Diaz, Chuck Liddell, Rampage Jackson. Gomi letting Mauricio Shogun Hua, that's where a lot of these guys got started, and it was a very different style of fighting. Max Holloway fights that style of fighting where it's to the death. Who can go longer? And unfortunately, in the UFC, they don't reward that trait as much as they probably should, in my opinion. Over the years, we've seen a lot of rule changes in MMA, um, especially in the UFC, octagon control, how much walking forward means um being on your back now they have there's a better understanding of jujitsu uh when when ufc first got started they didn't realize that you could do damage from your back and that a lot of jujitsu guys would prefer to be on their back with a wrestler on top of them the rules will continue to change and that's the way it should be this is an evolving sport and it's a young sport we're talking 25 years old it's been around about as long as i've been around so Lot to learn both in the UFC and in my life. I'm not exactly sure really what to do in the 145 pound division. I think Max Holloway versus Calvin Cater, who just fought this last weekend, would kind of be a fucking crazy boxing match in a UFC octagon. I don't know who you give Volkanovsky to. Not sure. There's there's a little bit of work to be done. You know, you've seen the Korean zombie step up, put his name into the hat. You see um, Ortega wants a big fight. Yair Rodriguez wants a big fight. It feels like there's, there's four to five guys who are right under Alex Volkanovsky, but as long as Volkanovsky keeps training at city kickboxing, um, and, and Eugene as his head coach, I don't know, man, he's a, he's a tough champion. And the last thing we'll get into today is just a little bit of rumor gossipville, you know, just having a little bit of fun. Andre Ward, the undefeated, now retired former champion in boxing, posted a photo on Twitter where 
it appeared that he's sparring again. I don't know if he's staying in shape. I don't know if he's looking for a big fight. But there's only one answer as to why he would consider returning. And that's Canelo Alvarez, the cash cow. Canelo Alvarez turned 30 years old this week. Um, you know, he's got options. He can do whatever he wants. Guys want to fight him. He makes the money. They want to make the money. The promoters love him. He can fight anyone he wants. Now, for legacy, though, for legacy, I'm sure Canelo would like a little piece of Andre Ward. Chance to take down the undefeated record. Chance to take down a champion. Chance to go up in weight. This this might this is the type of fight that could put Canelo Alvarez in a legendary status. Now for Andre Ward, what are you doing? You've got the money. You've got a Jordan Deal brand. You've got a deal with ESPN Boxing right now as a commentator. Why return? You have no injuries. You you've done everything. Is it really worth it for the $15 million to fight Canelo Alvarez and, and put that undefeated record and title on the line and then potentially lose and that's the last fight that people remember you for? So many times we see fighters fight one too many and we would love to see him ride off in the sunset with a big win. And that's what Ward was able to do in his fight against Kovalev. He knocks, he knocks him out with the body punches and... And he rides off in the sunset on the horse. He did it. He did what every fighter wants to do. And, and for some reason, they just cannot escape the fight game. There is a small size advantage uh, for Andre Ward. Canelo's probably a natural, like 154, maybe 160 guy. You know, he's trying to bulk up and he's, he's gone up in weight over the last couple of years. But this is a big size difference. And I still think... Canelo might be too damn good. All right. Well, I think we can call that one a wrap on this episode of the Bo Templin Show. We did a little bit of Kamar Usman versus Jorge Masvidal, a little bit of Alexander Volkanovsky versus Max Holloway, the 145-pound division, rule changes, how they have differed over the years, and then ultimately we got into what is Andre Ward doing? Well, I think he wants a piece of the cash cow, and I don't exactly blame him. Let's go home, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go home.